Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode with me, Vicky, your host of A Blonde World. Today we're just going to be talking about my fitness journey. Um, I briefly touched on it in my introduction in my episode zero, however, I just kind of wanted to dive out a little bit more to give you guys a bit more of a background into my history, what I've done, where I've come from sort of thing and where I am now. Hopefully it kind of helps you relate to it, um, to know you're not alone and also just to let you guys get to know me a little bit better. But yes, so I'm looking forward to doing this episode. I literally wrote out so many notes last night um, for this podcast and tr- I'm, I'm going to apologise in advance because I feel like this might be pretty lengthy but I wanted to make sure that I got everything in there because my fitness journey has really had its ups and its downs and I wanted to get every aspect in there so that you can fully understand when I talk about other things on other episodes what I'm relating it back to pretty much. So yeah, let's get straight in. Also, first of all, I just want to sh- mention, I got home maybe at like, what's the time now? So it's half past six in the evening. I got home probably about an hour and a bit ago and I've literally been getting a massive spider out of our kitchen it might sound silly because I know obviously spiders in the UK aren't actually that big but honestly guys this is probably like a good six centimeters in circumference circumference no in diameter is that the right word in total width it was about six centimeters and I hate spiders so I'm sure my neighbors had a, a whale of a time listening to me trying to get that out but anyway back to my fitness journey. So as a child, I was kind of like always active. The older I got, naturally, like the less that I'd done in terms of like my body changing. I didn't want to do as much um, with like less support on my boobs as I grew boobs as I obviously got older in teenage life. Um, And I am unfortunate, well, I say unfortunately because I'm not a fan of them personally for me. But it's something I've always been quite self-conscious about is having larger breasts. Um, I know some girls flaunt it and they look amazing, but I've always just been very self-conscious about it. Um, So obviously the older I got, I didn't want to do as much because I was conscious of them moving around, of them hurting, etc, etc. Again, naturally, as I got older, I had a boyfriend, I was socialising, I was mingling, I was trying new things, I was drinking alcohol, you know, all the normal stuff that teenagers do when you're, you know, when you turn 18 sort of thing. And then in 2012, I had my first ever heartbreak, my first ever boyfriend, it was very emotional, as I'm sure many of you have also been through. Um, If you're going through that at the minute, trust me, it gets, it does get easier and you will get over it. But obviously, I spent so much time with him pretty much every single day that when we broke up, I felt like I needed to fill that void. I needed to fill the gap and kind of keep myself busy, I suppose, which is very natural when you end a relationship or a relationship ends in general, that you need to fill fill that gap with something to keep your mind busy so that you're not thinking about them or thinking about what you would be doing if you were still with them, etc, etc. So I joined my local gym, I was doing classes like circuit classes, boxing classes, um, occasionally go swimming and then I would occasionally go into the gym but mainly kind of just stick to the treadmill, 
doing incline walks, sprints, that sort of thing, stretching, core work. I never really went into the weight section because it was intimidating as there was a lot of men huffing and puffing in there. Um, so I kind of avoided that at all costs. However, naturally, as I, I feel like I've said naturally way too many times in this podcast already. But anyway, so yeah, I was in the gym. I've seen all these guys in the weights area, a few girls, and I was intrigued, you know? I was curious as to what that would do. But just going to the gym more and moving and not being sat on my bum watching telly, eating snacks with my boyfriend, I was moving my body. I was trying to fuel it a little bit better, but mainly it was just the exercise and I loved the way that the exercise made me feel. I slowly saw changes in my body. I noticed that I was losing a little bit of weight and my clothes were a little bit looser and I just felt really good. And then I changed jobs. In 2013, I actually started using Herbalife. Now, I don't want to, you know, diss the brand or anything, but I am not a fan of Herbalife anymore in no way, shape or form. Herbalife at the time for me, I think, really started my disordered eating. It was something that I used to basically eat as little calories as possible. I would have a breakfast meal replacement shake in the morning. I would then have a snack. I would then have a salad for lunch Um, and if I didn't have a snack in the morning I would have it in the afternoon and then for my dinner I would also have a shake so I would have two shakes a day a snack and a salad like I don't even want to know how many calories that is because that is not enough at all but um, I was started also going to gym box which is a really amazing gym in central London and if you have a gym box near you and you work in central London I would highly recommend gym box the classes are amazing the atmosphere is amazing the instructors of the classes are so enthusiastic and passionate about what they do I think that for me was like a stepping a major stepping stone after being in that gym box I just fell in love with exercise and fitness and health even more um and then I came to the end of using Herbalife I didn't want to use it anymore I'd lost two stone in about two months and I wasn't a big person to start with anyway I was just probably like a a little bit on the chubby side maybe I don't even know I'm five for eight and I'm broad there's you know I don't think there was much of me when looking back now but then when I think that I lost two stone that is a lot for someone that isn't overly big as it is anyway. But anyway, so I came off of the the Herbalife and I don't even know how I came off of it, to be honest. I think I just, it was coming up to Christmas. So then Christmas kind of threw me off, thinking obviously that I could kind of eat whatever I wanted to an extent on Christmas Day and the guilt, I definitely felt guilt. I remember being sat in, in our living room at home with my parents And my uncle asked me like what I'd been doing to lose the weight and I was explained Herbalife and it made me really anxious thinking that I was going to stop using this product and I was going to put all this weight back on. So I followed a meal plan which was actually from Women's Health which I do still occasionally buy Women's Health but you know I take everything in there with a pinch of salt now whereas before I I took things very literally. I've got a very all or nothing mindset So the plan that was in there would be exactly what I would eat. Very strict for myself, but that's what I was doing. 
I think my parents were probably a little bit more happy because I was actually eating food. I was fueling my body. I felt really good. I felt really strong. I was enjoying the gym. I was. I felt really fit and healthy. And then when I joined that gym box, I got a, you get like a PT taster session sort of thing. So I had that. I learned all about the weights and free weights, like using kettlebells. And again, my love and passion for it just kept growing. And at this point, I'd sign up for a marathon, the London Marathon, which unfortunately, actually, I had to pull out of the year of 2014 because I actually got injured. I was basically running the wrong trainers. So please, if you are hoping to run a marathon, make sure you go to a proper shop and get analyzed for the right trainers to have because honestly they will change your feet and your recovery and all the injuries that you may potentially get side note I digress <laughs> so I started running and I just thought I want to I want to do this all the time I want to be in the gym I love the environment I love how it makes me feel I you know I don't know whether there's much kind of income with personal training but I'm so passionate about it and I love it and I want to help people. And at the time I was in a law firm and I was in the clinical negligence department. So I was kind of dealing with people that had their surgeries had gone wrong or the doctors had had not done their job properly, basically. And I was referring them to um, rehab and things like that. And I was like, I would love to be that person helping them get their get their first few steps again or fully recover which is probably why I've actually ended up in the job that I am now. But um, yeah, so I love helping people. I just love how that makes me feel. So I'd done the marathon. I'd managed to convince my parents to let me go into this world of personal training. And I started my personal training course the day after the London Marathon, which, by the way, I would not recommend. However, saying that, it actually made me get up and move my body, whereas... I know a lot of people don't move after the marathon and they just seize dramatically. So I would definitely recommend if you do do the marathon the next day, either doing yoga, going on a light walk, like just getting some movement in. Otherwise, you will just be sore and, and seize. But they um, they actually made, I remember, <laughs> visually remember having to run around a tennis court just as like a little warm up thing on the PT course and just being like, oh, I have literally just run 26.2 miles. I do not want to run anymore. But anyway... So on my personal training course, again, it was really insightful. I learned so much and I just thought, you know what, this is this is me. Like I feel so set in my career and I was ready to get out there and get clients. I was probably a little bit naive, I'm not going to lie. I will do a, an episode actually on like the pros and cons of personal training because I think so many people go into it thinking that they are just going to get clients and it's going to be really easy when it's really nice. You really have to sell yourself and get out there chatting to people and I'm not a salesy person I never have been so yeah if you would like an episode like that do let me know um, and I will try and get something up for you guys so after my personal training course I immediately went into a very large gym and if I'm completely honest I'm, I still would recommend working for this gym I don't know whether I should say what gym it was whether it you know but anyway so this gym I worked at basically you were employed as a fitness trainer 
and you did shifts. So you'd go in, say, from 5.45 for the gym open at 6 until 2, half past 2. And you would get paid for that time and you would just kind of be on the gym floor, tidying up, cleaning. Uh, but it gives you that time to build those like connections, build the communication skills, get familiar with people that are coming in at certain times. Basically, get your name out there and try and get clients or get people to book in um, taster sessions with you, pretty much. That is, and you're getting paid to do that, whereas in a lot of other gyms, you're not paid to do that. You are, you're pretty much like self-employed and you'll only get paid when you have clients. So for that reason, I think the gym that I worked at was really good. I don't know whether they still do that now. I don't know if that's still part of the contract or whether they've changed that or not. But um, yeah, again, really really would recommend that if you can find a gym that has that kind of contract definitely go into that otherwise you will not be getting paid not straight away unless you're amazing at sales and can promote yourself to everyone I wasn't that person (laughs) but anyway so on my PT course there was a lady when I say PT by the way personal training don't know whether I've clarified that or not but there was a lady on there who was a bikini competitor and at this point um being at gym box and kind of being obsessed with the fitness industry and it was a peak time for bikini competitions and it was at that stage in social media where that was the the thing you had to do to become big on social media pretty much um so yeah I was following a lot of bikini prep competitors following their journeys watching it on youtube pretty like I didn't realise until writing all of these notes down how much of an obsessive, addictive personality I actually do have, which I think, again, has definitely changed now. But back in the day, my oh my, yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. But anyway, I loved working at this gym. I loved the people. Again, I I just loved the environment. And I love seeing people progress. I loved someone coming to me struggling with something either that's technique they're not able to you know play with their kids for very long because of their stamina and endurance and then 12 weeks later I love being able to see that their technique has improved massively they're not feeling as sore the next day and they're not injured and they're able to run around for so much longer without feeling like puffed out that to me is just joyous And I get so much happiness from that. And I still do. I love seeing people progress and people get better and being able to help them. And again, that's one that makes sense as to why I'm in my job now, being able to help people. Um, So, yeah, I was at this new gym. I was loving life. I had a new boyfriend at the time who I'd met at the gym. And I'd come to this decision after being obsessed with it for so long that I wanted to be a bikini competitor. I wanted to prep for my first ever show. And we I went on holiday with my boyfriend in January 2016. And when I got back, that's when I started the prep. And my coach was actually someone that I worked with at the gym. And he was amazing. He was really good. He knew his stuff. He'd prepped other people at the gym. And they looked insane. And I had this vision in my head of what I should look like and what I will look like. But... I think I was giving my, well, I definitely know now, but I was definitely giving myself way too high expectations. Like I'd never done it before. I didn't know how my body was going to react to all of these like intense training sessions, low calories, 
it was just, yeah, it was a lot. But weirdly, I enjoyed being really strict with myself and I enjoyed the training. I felt really proud when I would have my protein yogurt and my boyfriend be sitting there with a pizza takeaway. I mean, if you if you if you don't know what disordered eating is, I think that's definitely it. Like, I was, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I was just obsessed. I really just wanted. I would do everything and anything to start my career as a bikini competitor. And I think I just envisioned myself looking a certain way that I really wanted to look like. I think that was the goal for me. I wanted to look like them. It wasn't necessarily the process or the sport. And I take my hat off to all bikini competitors because it really does, for some people, affect their mental health and their physical health. And I wouldn't say it's a healthy thing to be doing consistently. But for those people that do it occasionally, I take my hat off to them because it is hard. It is really draining it really plays on your mental health. Well, not for everyone, but it did for me. Um, so in March 2016, later that year, we went skiing with my family. And honestly, it was the worst holiday because I was so anxious about the fact that I wasn't being able to stick within my calories. I wasn't able to eat as much protein as I wanted to eat. I wasn't doing my training. I... I just felt so anxious about everything that I ate because I couldn't, oh, I could track, but I wasn't able to weigh my food and all these little things. And that made me feel really insecure and self-conscious and paranoid and feel like I'm failing at what I wanted to do. And that's, that's when I think I really started restricting again because I felt like I was having things that I shouldn't be having like a cake or a croissant or something when you're on a holiday. And then I would restrict loads the next day because I didn't feel like I should be having that. And then we got back from skiing and I don't think, do you know, even now when I think about the time that we went skiing, it actually terrifies, for, well, not anymore, but it terrified me for a long time at the thought of going skiing again because of how anxious I felt all the time. But I know, and now know that it's literally just because I couldn't track my food, which is madness in my head now, but it's a, it's a process, you know? So April 2016 comes around, I start my posing courses to prepare for being on stage, making sure that my, uh, what they call like stances and poses were appropriate for the show, that I had the right kind of bikini, the right shoes, etc., etc. And I started that, and on my first day of that course, I felt so out of my comfort zone. Like, if anyone knows me, like, I'm not a showy person at all. I'm not massively in your face or overly confident. I'm confident, but I'm not really loud like some people. So for me to be put into a room with, like, seven other girls and eight other boys, all in our bikinis and stuff being insecure as it is anyway at this point just heightened that massively like I looking at I was comparing myself to other girls looking at their bodies compared to mine thinking that they're so much more lean they're so much more muscular they look so much better than me and I think that's that was the point for me probably was like borderline breaking point just because 
I just felt like rubbish. And at this point as well, just to throw another mix in there, I had been on the pill for probably like mm, eight years maybe. And I hadn't had a period for a good few months. I'm not sure exactly how much. I was trying to figure it out last night, but I can't remember how many months. But I hadn't had a period in a long time. And I recently, that's when I got diagnosed with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, which was all quite a stressful time. And then I had a lot of uh, relationship problems, toxic relationship, breaking up, getting back together, breaking up, like on, off, on, off. I started having panic attacks at work, thinking that I wasn't good enough to be there and I wasn't lean enough to be a personal trainer and people thought that I was fat and I couldn't look myself in the mirrors as I walked past them it was really distressing and I would be with clients and then have this wave of anxiety come over me and have to run to the toilet to have the panic attacks then come back again and I think what was worse was that no one knew that they were happening except for me and I obviously being a personal trainer you have to kind of put on a front you have to act happy you have to be motivated and enthusiastic all the time and I was very good at putting on that face so when I was started having these panic attacks, I would act completely fine. Just be like, oh, I'm just going to run to the toilet, run to the toilet, absolutely have a massive breakdown and then come back again and again, be completely fake and happy, which I just, it just baffles me to even think that that, that I was that person because I'm not fake at all. And I'm really bad at hiding my emotions. And I'm sure some people definitely could see it was happening but maybe no one obviously wanted to, uh, to ask me because, you know, no one really knows how the best way is to approach mental health. And that's the point when I kind of started binging and purging, over-exercising because of the anxiety. I was just anxious all the time. And then I would say I had something off plan, in body is off plan. I would then think I've ruined my day now so I might as well just eat as much as possible I would eat as much as possible in my car I'm like oh my god I'm getting emotional <sighs> take a breath on the way back from work sometimes I would go to a petrol station I'd get loads of like snacks like cakes biscuits so many things and then I would sit in my car and eat them I wouldn't even taste them I would literally just be putting them in my mouth and swallowing them I wouldn't I, I wasn't enjoying it but I felt like I needed to do that to stop the anxiety in a weird way like I was anxious about having something earlier that day that I shouldn't have had and I would go and fill the anxiety with binging which would then just heighten my anxiety because I would then be thinking I shouldn't have had this it's going to make me fat, I'm not going to be prepared for this competition, I'm not going to be lean enough, I'm not going to be good enough, my boyfriend thinks I'm basically a piece of shit on the floor, and then I would purge, and if you don't know, purging is basically making yourself sick, and then the next day I would over-exercise, restrict what I had, and obviously then I'd get to a point where I'm absolutely starving, completely binge again, purge, restrict, and it was a cycle complete cycle constantly every single day 
I used to go into work before 5.45 because I knew that um, the cleaners and stuff would open at 5 to clean the gym. And I would go in at 5 o'clock before my shifts would start and do fasted cardio, like hit fasted cardio, high intensity, which again, is just going to whack out my hormones, make my anxiety even worse. And then I wouldn't eat for hours if at all, all day, and then it would get to, again, three, four o'clock if I'm going home at that point. Or sometimes it would even get to that point, and I knew I had clients in the evening, but I was so anxious that they would know that I've done this. Again, overthinking everything. I'd get so anxious to think that they would know that I had eaten loads of cake or eaten loads of biscuits and then purged, and thinking that they thought that I was fat or they thought that I had put on weight. And, oh, my God. It was just, it's, it's really sad to think that that was me at one point because that is so far from who I am now. But I just didn't know how to deal with the anxiety and the emotions that I was going through. I was not eating basically anything but then having a massive binge on food. Spikes of insulin going all over the place. I had this new diagnosis of PCOS. I didn't know what that was, how to deal with it. She told me that I had to have kids or if I wanted to have kids, I had to have them before I was 28. And I mean, what 22 year old would want to, <laughs> who would want to hear that? that? That wasn't my priority at the time. My priority was being a bikini competitor and that's all that I wanted to do. So after a, a few months, I can't ex exactly remember when I told my parents that this was going on, but it was definitely a few months later to be honest, 2016 in general is a bit of a blur. I've probably just pushed it so far back to the so far back in my mind that I didn't want to think about it. So I told my parents and they took me to the doctors. I broke down the doctors explaining what was going on and I didn't really know how to deal with it. They diagnosed me with bulimia um, and they referred me to counselling. Now, I was very lucky in the sense that I got counselling quite quickly. I can't remember what the wait time was, but I remember being sat in the room waiting for the counselling to happen and being in denial, being like, why am I here? Everyone's going to know, but then at the same time thinking everyone's going to know why I'm here because they can tell that I've got bulimia. No one knew. There was like two other people in the room. I didn't know why they were there. They didn't know why I was there. But I really didn't benefit from counselling, unfortunately. I just wasn't in the right space of mind. I was in denial, like I said. I didn't believe that I had a problem. I don't think I'd processed it properly yet. I knew what I was doing wasn't healthy, but I didn't know how to cope with it. So the counselling that I got kind of just went in one ear and out the other it kind of depended on what was happening with my boyfriend at the time whether we were in a good place or a bad place and my eating habits really did vary around him as well and he did not help it at all <laughs> so I'm really sorry if you are kind of going through troubles or disordered eating at the moment and your partner's really not supportive maybe just have a sit down conversation with them or someone that you feel like is supportive and do speak with your GP because they can refer you to professionals that can help you further and properly. And then in 2016 of October, I actually left the gym that I was working at because it wasn't a safe place for me anymore. It was a very anxious place where I, I didn't enjoy being. I felt like I wasn't giving my clients 
the they obviously they were paying for the sessions and I didn't feel like I was giving them what they were paying for again I was probably putting myself down but I didn't think it was fair to continue when I wasn't in the right headspace and I couldn't give them what they wanted from me I wasn't that enthusiastic happy person um but yeah so I left I left the gym just to kind of focus on me whether or not at the time that's that was more kind of running away from the problem or not I don't know but at the time I was doing what was best for me and I just needed time to reflect on what had happened time to kind of find myself again if you like so I think that was definitely the best thing for me at the time um especially with the disordered eating and exercise had become a bad habit rather than something that I enjoyed to an extent and then in the meantime I was kind of just doing private clients here and there I was fortunate enough to have a lot of support from my parents um and if it wasn't for them I don't know what I would have done (laughs) so I'm very very lucky that I had that support and that um community around me that was very supportive even though sometimes it made me even more anxious because I thought they were watching what I was eating but you know they were they weren't and it's just one of those things it's just trying to change your mindset on everything in 2016 in November I got offered a job to go and work for TUI as a sport rep and that was the best decision I have ever made I don't know whether, again, it was me kind of running away from my problems, but going to work in Greece as a sport rep within a hotel, I basically done all the Les Mills classes, I done the aqua gym, I done the beach volleyball, football, water polo, any sport that you can imagine within a hotel, that is what I done, and it was just so much fun, I absolutely loved it, I, I, I I don't even know how to explain it but it built me so much it built my confidence up again I felt like I knew who I was and I made so many friends and it just felt amazing to be outside in the sun I loved the group environment of the classes which I hadn't had in a while because I did mainly just kind of one-to-one PT so it was amazing and when I came back I continued doing classes so like boot camps and more like gym-based environment stuff, but it was great. I kind of got into CrossFit, Olympic lifting, and all that jazz. So I really have tried a few different um, types of fitness. So after that, I kind of just felt like something was missing. My my mindset had a complete shift, and I was more focusing on my self-love and being body positive, and that's what I was sharing on social media. And when I was working in the gym, this is a different gym to what I first ever started in, I can still visually remember this day, a young girl came up to me, I think she was probably 18, 17, 18 years old, probably no bigger than a size six, very, very small young girl. And she came to me and her goal from joining the gym was to be as tiny as possible And that really shocked me. And I think that was the turning point for me to think, I can't, I can't work in a gym where I just can't work in a gym. I need to get out of gyms and gym life. And God, I, I just didn't know. 
I didn't know what to say, I didn't know what machines to show her, and to be honest, I didn't really want to show her any of the machines, because she had come to the, she'd come to a gym where you're meant to improve your health and fitness, whereas I feel like she was going down the path and the mental health aspect of what I was going through earlier, a a year ago sort of thing, and I had, I wouldn't say fully recovered at that point, I was still kind of a little bit anxious here and there about food and what I was eating and how much I was eating, and I just thought I can't, I just can't be around this, not because I didn't want to help her, I really wanted to help her, but I didn't know how, because I didn't know how to help myself at the time, so how do I help anyone else, if that makes sense? But I think to me that was kind of my sign that I needed to do more. I needed to learn more about how to help these people and how to get people just to improve their health. And that is when I found the ambulance service, where I am now. (laughs) So I joined the ambulance service in 2019. I kind of just go into the gym as and when I could, just for mainly movement, just for like mental health clarity. I had no specific goals in mind, really. I just in, I just wanted to enjoy going, which I did at the time. And I did find it a little bit difficult kind of around shift work, etc. But I got there when I could. I felt good when I got there. Occasionally, I would feel guilty about not going all the time. But it couldn't really be helped. Um, obviously, the 12-hour shifts are there. They're very long. And after a 12-hour shift... Sometimes, obviously, if you're you're late off and things like that, it would turn into a 14-hour shift and then you've got to get home and do everything else. So that was interesting. But, yes, so we bring ourselves to 2020. Um, what happened in 2020? If you don't know, COVID happened. <laughs> so obviously everything closed. We went into lockdown. I was attempting to do home workouts, but honestly, home workouts are just not for me. Not for me at all. I don't mind doing like a yoga or a stretch or a quick body weight circuit, but to do it all the time, I just can't be doing that at all. It's just really not for me, if I'm being completely honest. And that's okay. Home workouts aren't for everyone. Um, But obviously that made COVID and lockdown a little bit more difficult obviously there was no gyms I had very limited equipment at home because I didn't really want to invest in equipment if I wasn't going to be using it for very long just as Covid was so up and down I was working a lot more I was making benefit of the overtime that they were offering and I had met my fiance in this time as well so I had a lot go on in Covid and as horrible and as bad as it was you have to think of every silver lining and that really was a silver lining for me personally but fitness and fitness wise yeah I mean it was kind of non-existent and getting back into the gym after covid was hella difficult just finding that routine again around work around my new love life um it was it was definitely tough so just trying to find a workout plan or routine try and identify some sort of goals again but it was my goal was more just kind of trying to get into that consistent phase again of going to the gym doing a workout I kind of was doing full body workouts just because obviously I wasn't going as much 
So that was just my main goal at the time was basically just to go because obviously I hadn't been in such a long time. I knew I was going to be weak and I still felt frustrated that I wasn't as strong as I was. But, you know, it's one of those things you you get your ups and downs. And then in Jan 2021, I came off my birth control, which I'd been on for about 10 years, I think. I'm pretty sure I went on it in 2011 and then came off it in 2021, which is mad to think that I was on it for 10 years. And that 10 years went super quick, so scary. Um, And then after that, I kind of was just focusing on my hormones and getting my cycle regular. I'll also do an episode on my PCOS and my periods and things like that because that's just a whole other story and you don't want to be sat here for another like 40 minutes listening to me talk about my PCOS and how I got diagnosed etc but yeah that was a a lot and being with someone that I really loved and really cared about not that we'd been together for that long but when you know you know and I knew that Matt was going to be my one (laughs) and you know we're getting married next month it's actually a month today which is really just crazy how quickly it's gone so I naturally started to think about children I mean we weren't thinking about having children anytime soon Uh, it's only probably become more this year in the last couple of months that we've spoken about having children but I knew that it was definitely something that I was going to want with Matt and I wanted to try and get my hormones and my cycle regular, as regular as possible because they were super irregular to begin with. So that from 2021 has been my focus is to, is hormone health, get regular cycles, make sure that I'm ovulating, try and manage my PCOS symptoms, which I had a lot of. And I'd probably only say that now from kind of April, no, since May this year, I really started to take a, really started to make some real lifestyle changes that have actually changed my life. And these are just little things that I've been doing. I've just been so much more aware of my health and my wellness and my stress levels and making sure that I'm resting when I need to rest and listening to my body more and listening to my hunger cues and noticing what foods inflame me more than others. It all sounds very simple. Does it sound simple? I don't know. It might sound really complicated, but when you break it down into each individual symptom that you're having with PCOS, it becomes a lot more manageable and you can understand it a lot more so I will kind of do a whole different episode on PCOS another time in a different in a different episode later down down the line but I only speak about it so much because I'm obsessed with it at the moment like if you listen to my introduction you'll know that that's kind of consuming me for a little bit and my obsessive personality has come out with that trait but it's a a trait on this occasion where I'm learning new things and it's actually making a positive impact on my life whereas obviously before it was making a negative impact on my life so yeah I'm very happy with where I am now I am having a regular cycle my PCOS symptoms are well managed at the moment I feel good in my body I feel confident, I feel like I'm progressing with my strength in the gym as well, I feel like I can see a little bit more definition in my muscles and things like that, not that my goal at the moment is to change the way that I look, it is all based on 
health, wellness, and my mental health as well. I'm not allowing myself to feel guilty if I can't get to the gym. If only I can go for a walk, I'm happy if I can get out for a walk. If I come back from my 12-hour shift, if not longer, to go for a walk or just to eat a nice meal and relax on the sofa with a peppermint tea or something like that, like that is my balance. You've got to have that balance. And we're all here to find that healthy, balanced lifestyle, you know? And it does take time. It's taken me years to find my healthy, balanced lifestyle and not feel guilty about not being able to go to the gym. Like last week, I think I went to the gym maybe once just because other life stuff got in the way and that's just how that week happened. Whereas this week so far, it's Thursday and I've been three times. I've let myself have a rest tonight because my body, I can feel my body, like my muscles aching and I can feel the drums coming on. But It's just listening to them cues, you know, just doing what you can when you can. So I hope that kind of gives you a bit more of an insight to me, my background, what I've been through, and hopefully or not hopefully, some of you can relate to it. Um, If you have any specific questions about this, feel free to um, get in contact with me. I am on Instagram at coachedby underscore V, where you can send me a message on there, comment, follow, like, do whatever you want. Um, but otherwise I hope you enjoyed this episode I'm sorry that it was a pretty long one but I had a lot to say a lot has happened in my fitness journey all of its ups and downs but I can safely say that now I'm very happy with my fitness where I am in my fitness journey if you like to call it that as much as people say that journey is a cringy word I definitely think it is a journey you learn from it you grow from it and that's the most important thing and it's a process, you know, it's all a process. So wherever you are in your journey now, if you're in a bad place with your fitness and your health and your mindset, it will get better. And hopefully you can adapt your your mindset to things like that. But I'm here to help if not, you know, so all positive things. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. I hope you all have a lovely day, a lovely evening, a lovely night, whatever you are doing. And I will speak to you in the next episode.